it's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn, together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation, and if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. Welcome, everyone, to WCW Retro. I'm your host, Ethan Papastro, the maestro of wrestling. And this is it, folks, WCW Retro, the place to be where 
We talk about past, present, future professional wrestling, but so much more. Lots to talk about tonight, with the main topic being wrestlers who should have been world champion. Uh, should be a great topic to talk about tonight, and great to have you guys with us as we dive into that. Plus, so much more tonight on WCW Retro. And uh, just a reminder, as you see the calls are lining up, you can call in any time to delight tonight's live podcast at 914-338-1885. Once again, that number is 914-338-1885. And just a reminder, uh, enjoy all the great programming Red Guy here on VUCNation.com. Uh, in the room every Tuesday night with Brady Hicks, Catherine Patrick, Darren McDonald, Macker, and myself. Um, on Wednesdays, we have uh, Chile Martinez, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Wrestling with History later on, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Wednesday with uh, Bruce Ford, Ken Resnick, and the legendary Bill After. Uh, uh, Wrestling with Problems, of course, WCW Retro podcast every Thursday night at 9. Uh, sassy stuff, uh, plus all the great programming we have right here on VSNation.com. Check us out and support us on Pro Wrestling Tees at uh, ProWrestlingTees.com uh, and, and support us there. You, you can go with us directly in Pro Wrestling Tees at ProWrestlingTees.com slash VOCNation and buy your favorite VOC Nation t-shirts that are on sale, including WCW Retro and uh, one of yours truly, Papa Stroh, the four faces of Stroh. Plus so many more great Vios Nation t-shirts to check out that you can buy and to help uh, help us out with the network. So uh, please uh, support us there, prowrestlingtees.com slash VOC Nation. A uh, uh, few shout-outs and plugs, if you will, before we get started for tonight. Uh, shout-out to my friends at Fun, Lost in the Funhouse podcast on YouTube. Uh, check them out. Just type in Lost in the Funhouse and the YouTube search, uh, Masters of Ring Entertainment, at mastersofringentertainment.com, Fishing with Special Friends, fishingwithspecialfriends.com, uh, Innovative Hybrid Wrestling, out of the Maritimes there in Canada. Uh, show some love on Facebook, facebook.com slash IHW Wrestling. Uh, Cauliflower Alley Club, uh, give them some love, cauliflowerallyclub.org. And uh, what's up? Uh, by the way, uh, we, we lost a, a ver- very loving brother in the pro wrestling business as of late, um, the, the great Rusty Brooks. Uh, uh, you always remember this, a very uh, very huge part of a pro wrestling community. And uh, my thoughts, heartfelt thoughts, prayers, condolences to go out to all his families and friends. We'll never forget you, Rusty Brooks. Um, and... Uh, See what else? I'll go. Yes, I'm going to. Uh, as far as myself goes, I'm um, going to be on set soon for The Devil's Daughter. Um, we starred as Dr. Jeremy Arkham in that film. And for more information on that upcoming film, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com/slash Real Devil's Daughter. Also, I'm going to be on set later on this year, the fourth season of the Dust Series, which you can t- check out the Dust Series on Facebook, YouTube, and Avail TV. Uh, and which I star as the chief in that. So looking forward to uh, recurring my role as the chief in the Dust series. Um, and which you can check them out, like I mentioned on Facebook and YouTube, just look to the USK series on uh, YouTube and Facebook, as well as uh, at Vail TV uh, at availfilms.com. 
Plus, lots of stuff going on uh, on the latest on TV, wrestling, and film, which I'll be posting up a new schedule of events coming up for this year soon to be look out for that. Uh, go to my official face. Well, actually, first go to my official website at thestro.com, T-H-E-S-T-R-O.com, for all the latest on TV, wrestling, film, and merchandise. For merchandise, go to thestro.com slash merchandise. For merchandise for all ages, including pets. Uh, so buy your Papa Stro merch today. Uh, Facebook at Stro the Maestro, Twitter at Sign the Stro, Instagram at Stro Maestro. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, guys, youtube.com slash Stro Maestro. Uh, I'm on Twitch, also at twitch.tv slash Real Papa Stro. And if, uh, if you'd like to make a donation, buy me a cup of coffee, tips, etc. And thank you for those that have donated, by the way. Much appreciated. Should love for that. If you'd like to donate to me, send it to my PayPal, ppal.me. That's paypal.me slash papastro. And thank you in advance for your support. Uh, for, uh, for bookings, for television, wrestling, film, commentary, voiceover, seminars, uh, speaking engagements, autograph signings, uh, interviews, charities, what have you. I do a lot these days, radio, et cetera. Uh, hit me up, stroforia, yahoo.com. That's S-T-R-O, number four, Y-A, stroforia, all together, no space, at yahoo.com. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future episode of WCW Retro, feel free to give me a shout. Send me an email, wcwretro at yahoo.com. Let's get you on the program and get you some exposure, if you will. But uh, but uh, looking forward to tonight for sure. Uh, the callers are lined up. We'll get you guys in just a few moments. What we'll be doing, we'll be taking our first commercial break. And when we come back, we'll be talking – Wrestlers that should have been world champion right here on WCW Retro. And to lead into our commercial, ah, let's play some Roddy Roddy Piper. Be back in a few moments, folks. Stick with us. Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kazzy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried. Who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling with History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite 
podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. On Wrestling With Problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major feds as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. Every week, comedian King David Lane and wrestler, promoter Chris Best discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VLCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls, and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein with the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Welcome back to WCW Retro. Great to be here with you guys, as always, on this Thursday. A lot of stuff out tonight, and with the topic of discussion tonight, wrestlers who should have been world champion, which should be a pretty uh, interesting uh, conversation tonight. So looking forward to talking about it with you guys. Once again, uh, anytime you'd like to call in tonight's pod- live podcast, you can do so at 914-338-1885. Once again, the number is 914-338-1885. And so let's get to the callers. I mean, let's talk shop. Uh, first off, we have in line up 774 area code. Uh, welcome to WCW Retro. Hello, 774 area code. You're in WCW Retro. Yeah. Yes, good evening, Stro. This is Kyle. How are you today? Kyle, Kyle, welcome back. How you doing? Great to have you. Uh, not, not bad, thank you, and thank you for having me. And I want to wish you the best of luck with some of your earlier endeavors. You were talking about acting earlier, so I wanted to send some goodwill to you, and I hope you're having oh, a great so New much. Year so far. So far, so good. And I hope oh, even a better one for everybody, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm hoping between that and then everybody's dealing with COVID, I just want everybody to be, you know, happy and safe and let's get the employment rates back up and 
things of that sort, oh, yeah. but I won't get on the soapbox about that. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm with you, absolutely. No doubt. Okay, let's, well, let's invite more people to party. Uh, we got some more people on here. Um, let's do it. Uh, okay, 843. Uh, does someone have a speakerphone? Oh, sorry. I, I was going to hear that go. Sorry. <laughs> oh, 843 area code. Uh, welcome to WTB Retro. What's up, Papa Stroh? Amazing Velvet. How you doing, brother? Welcome back. How you doing? I'm good, I'm good baby. I'm good. That's Welcome. great, man. Who's got the speakerphone on it? We're here. I'm hearing the echo. I'm not hearing any feedback. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, okay. It's fine now. Well, it was. <laughs> All right. Hey, me. Goodness gracious. Well, um. I guess, well, I guess uh, as long as you can put up uh, here in the mountain range tonight with that, that'll be fine. Okay, let's get to uh, 312 area code. I think my man Jazz. Uh, Jazz, welcome back, brother. How you doing? Oh, always a pleasure to be here, bro. How are you? Great. I feel like I'm on Mount Rushmore right now in the moment with the Echo, but otherwise, you know, I'm good. Yeah, well, it's not me. Thank God. Not this time. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm a, I'm anyway, a you know. Always a pleasure How's to be going? here with uh, with the elusive Kyle Bowman and, uh, and uh, the amazing Velvet. Oh, so much. Yeah. You know, I'm here. <laughs> you know, happy I could join yeah. in and clash to join up a bit for you, you know. Oh, that's awesome. Absolutely. We are all going to genuflect. We, you just can't see us yet, that's all. <laughs> Bowman, if you, get on, if you get on your knees, I'm running away. I'm just letting you know right now. Not that far gone. If you hit the ground, I'm running. See you later. <laughs> and, and with that, let's uh, bring in uh, Steve versus Steve. He's, I believe this is him. Uh, Steve, welcome back. How you doing, bro? Yeah, I'm doing good. That's awesome. Great, yeah. great to have you guys. Steve-o. Hey, where's Brian? We need Brian because Kyle's here. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Brian. Brian. Uh, Kyle, Brian's your biggest fan. He's always, he's always asking about you. Yeah. Oh. I mean, well, always, shout out yeah. To <laughs> you, you really made a difference in this life. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, you whether really it's have. you know, whether it's just either as imitation for some of the things I say, or in reality, I'm glad that I could you know reach somebody and connect in some form, even on wrestling. So. A shout out. It even created you a, a mem for you. It's like, where's Kyle? Where's <laughs> Kyle? I've been dealing with some things on the home front that always haven't been the most pleasant, but uh, trying to get things but settled yeah. down again. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Brian loves you, man. He's always asking about you. I, I was going to like make, yeah, a, Brian make makes, a, like a soundbite sound bite out of it and like play it. But Yeah, no. Brian makes new friends every day. He looks in the mirror. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you ain't right, man. That ain't right. Wow. Yeah, but I ain't wrong either. <laughs> let, let me start off by uh, mentioning the name to start off our topic tonight, Wrestlers Children World Champion. The first name that comes to my mind I'd like to share with you guys and get you guys' feedback on is uh, Brad Armstrong. 
I mean, the guy's been like a full package, was a full package for many years, and it just baffles me. I got a guy of his talent and ability just never got the opportunity to be world champion. I mean, what are your thoughts, guys? That's it. Oh, absolutely. Especially, especially around the 90, 92 era when things are starting to get good, especially with like the light heavyweights and the TV title, which I remember the more uh, credentials of, but that's a great name and a great perspective. I've never seen the guy in a bad match. I really haven't. Exactly. And, and, and it's amazing because, like, usually world champions are the ones that can make anybody look good or are or or legit badasses of the industry. You know what I mean? And certain certain talents had both. You know what I mean? That both those uh, categories fit both categories. Absolutely. Uh, name is this? Uh, Brad Armstrong. I think the thing that hurt, I think oh, yeah, the thing that hurt Brad Armstrong the most – was the fact that he wasn't big enough to compete with the uh, with the monsters and the giants that were in the WWF, and he was running his head up against the wall in the NWA because you know Flair was firmly entrenched as world champion, and and even they had like tremendous matches together. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. But I, I just wanted to uh, start it up, start it off right with Brad Armstrong here with you guys. Get the guys that thought. was awesome. That's a good, yeah, that's a great way to start. No, uh, great call. Uh, I think the uh, uh, thoughts on Brad. Uh, Go Brad, ahead. No, I, I was gonna change it, but uh, Brad, I agree with you. I've never seen him anything bad with him. Uh, he was always professional. He, like you said. He had all the intangibles. Could put somebody over, could make them look good, make himself look good. You know, his promos weren't bad. I mean, he was a total package as far as being an all well around wrestler. Agreed. And, and, and one of the best drop kicks in the business, hands down. I mean, oh, absolutely. The guy was so athletic. He didn't have a six pack, he had an eight pack. I mean, this guy was ripped up and put together. <laughs> yeah, he was. You know, and, and going along with with, uh, with the idea of talking about Brad Armstrong, Bully Bob should have been world champion at one point. I mean, Christ, he could do it all. Wrestle under a oh, hood, at time, not under a hood. At one time, he was just as over as Dusty Rhodes. Then if not more so in Florida. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, in fact, in Florida, time, Alabama, that was Bully Bob's territory. And, and, and some territories actually, uh, Bob and Dusty, you know, worked side by side together, and, and it was just incredible the the ovation those guys got together. It's amazing. Oh yeah. Well, I could tell you, now Continental, he was like a mainstay, of course. In Continental, he yeah. was like uh, a legend. In Continental, <laughs> you know. What I mean? Well, you know, that's Sorry. the beauty of the territory yeah, system, Stro, is that your traveling world champion will go into each territory and defend against the top guys there. And for as a fan, you always had that sense of intrigue as to which guy from which territory could topple the world champion. I mean, he was his commissioner at Smoky Mountain, but he'd get more pop than a lot of the guys working there. <laughs> 
People love Bob Armstrong. Oh, I agree. I agree. And Cornette, Cornette, Cornette be the first to tell you that. They loved him, man. Very underrated talent, uh, Brad Armstrong. And it's unfortunate that, it, and we always end up talking about it on other shows, too, that, you know, whether it's bad creative or just different visions that tend to conflate with what a wrestler's ability is or should be, and it doesn't translate. And then he got delegated to, like, Saturday night all the time uh, and mid-card status. Uh, never really got his true chance to shine, so I think he's very underrated. Absolutely. Um, any more names you want to uh, throw out there, guys, we can talk about that never that should have been world champion in your view? I I, I believe Absolutely. that the great Wahoo McDaniel should have been heavyweight champion. Oh, my God, yes. Chief Wahoo, man. He wow. was a heel. He was a face. He wrestled everywhere. He wrestled everybody. He did every territory known to man. He wrestled pretty much everybody in the business of that era. So, yeah, he should have been somebody's champion. I mean, he was also the only football player with an entrance. Every tackle he would make was met by the PA announcer yelling, hoo, hoo, and the crowd would yell, wahoo. So, I mean, that was back in the 50s. Yeah. No, it's not funny. It's the truth. Go back and watch the old Jets from the 50s. Wahoo would make a tackle, and the and the PA announcer would yell, hoo, hoo, and the crowd would yell, wahoo. Wahoo was over as a football player, let alone a wrestler. Him and Joe Namath were the only reason at one time why I liked the Jets. <laughs> and depending uh, upon where you live, neither one was a heel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. Definitely Wahoo. Wahoo. I mean, let's, here, let's state the obvious. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Should have been world champion. Yes. Didn't he finally win the, the uh, WCW championship over Hogan? I think they screwed him out of that. I think that was like that big Starcade 96. And they said, oh, we want it on a technicality. And then they, like, distorted the footage or something, you know, in the storyline, if my memory is correct. Uh, so they, they gave him yeah, the they, win, but not the title. Right. Oh, man. Roddy, Roddy, Piper, One of the greatest of all I mean, time, man. Think about how different Wrestling World would have been had Piper won the um, the war to settle the score at Madison Square Garden. It would have changed oh WrestleMania one. It would have changed everything. Can you imagine the you would have got winning the championship over Hogan at that time? Oh, it would have been tremendous. Oh my I mean, think about it. The the chase would have been on toward a charismatic heel as opposed to a charismatic baby face. True. Unreal, man. Can we play devil's advocate for a second? <clears throat> I just Follow had a me. little scenario <laughs> that I was thinking about. Um, okay. My theory that Hulk Hogan obviously is a media sensation and legendary, and he beats Sheik for the title because everybody right. wants to go in the direction with rock and roll and so on. But 
who mm-hmm. wins with Roddy Piper versus Bob Backlund, who was probably supposed to be the guy before Vince Senior, I mean Vince Junior, changed beats. Mm. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Point. interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. You've got a wrestler's wrestler, which is back on with being the amateur standout, you know, the white meat baby face of that time against probably the number one uh, heel at that time. Let's go back in the 80s, especially in uh, New York, which was Piper. I would have mm-hmm. paid to see that match. Oh, totally. Yeah, I think uh, I think though at the time that at the time that Backlund was at the end of his last reign and, and getting ready to um, have the title taken by the Iron Sheik, Piper was still in Mid Atlantic um, and wrestling and wrestling for Crockett because I think if I'm not mistaken, the dog collar match with Greg Valentine was at Starcade '83. Correct. Yes. My, my timeline. Maybe, Piper, uh, Piper he, he could go with the best. Hmm, interesting. Because hmm. Orndorff, uh, remember, Orndorff was kind of come along as a big baby face when he broke away from Piper and Orton, remember? Yeah. That, that would have been something. Yeah. I, I mean, I liked him in terms of being underrated. He had a great look, and I, I always preferred Orndorff as the heel. I could never buy into the baby face uh, run, in my opinion. I just don't think... You know, nothing personal against Paul Orndorff, great athlete, but believability, and now he's a baby face, yada, yada. Uh, something got lost there, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, he was a much better than one. <laughs> Mr. Wonderful, yeah. 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 I mean, I saw Orndorff Russell Hogan back in, I want to say it was 85 in Rosemont in a cage. And, you know, as fans back then and with the with the era of kayfabe still alive somewhat, I mean, you sat in the crowd and you were talking to people and you're thinking, oh, what do you think? Is Hogan going to lose tonight? Is Orndorff going to win? And always the consensus was that Orndorff was good, but never quite good enough to beat the champ. I know that many times that Hogan, that Hogan said that uh, that Orndorff that's blowed him up many times in the ring, stomping him, a mud hole in him, basically. <laughs> Orndorff was a machine, man, with those kicks. Oh, yeah. Nice. Okay, so we stated the obvious. Okay. And a I few people. Yeah. I got I think well, go ahead. I'm sorry. I I also as well. I think ravishing Rick Rude would have been a great champion. Thank you. And I think Greg Valentine would have made a great NWA champion had he been given the opportunity. I agree. Oh, absolutely. And, and Greg, Greg, Greg could go like with the Briscoes, the Funks, Race, Flair, all the best. Exactly. I, I totally agree. I, um, I see Valentine as like that, as you said, that pedigree of being that gritty, hard-nosed wrestler like a Harley race, especially perfect fit for the NWA, not the then WWF. Um I think Rick Rude should have been one to 
at least challenge Hogan, which their match never happened with Hogan as champion. And we all know what happened with SummerSlam 90 in the cage match, which I think was wrong. And that's why he left to go to WCW. Yep. yep. Right. But didn't Rude win now, the, the title at WCW? Well, I mean, he, he was international did. champion. International, international champion. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. And I don't want and to seem like that's a That's when they the belts were that time. Remember the belts were yeah. split? Right. Yeah. Right. NWA still owned the belt, which was the crumb rind version of that big gold. Mm-hmm. And which, you know, Barry Windham was an international champion one time, too. And there's another guy, Barry Windham. Yeah, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Com- another complete package. And, and it was so, I mean, you know what's so crazy? They said he never worked out. Yep. And he still stayed the same. Wow. It was, it was just all, all, all natural. You know what I mean? Hmm. You know, and going along with that, with the international title, I mean, Tatsumi Fujinami was phenomenal. I mean, yeah, Jumbo Schroeder won the AWA title and Anoki mm-hmm. at WWF, if you believe that little storyline from Japan. But, I mean, Fujinami could have been world champion anywhere. I mean, the guy was that complete. And I think what held him back was the language barrier. Um, well, I, I mean, you, you, you got to look at Mr. Saito too. Now he was, remember, he was a former world champion, AWA champion, and yeah. I'm sure his English, his English, English wasn't all that great, but he, he still, you know, they they put the title on him. Yep. Yep. I mean, when it came to the Japanese crossover matches. I mean, it's still my yeah, favorite Japanese crossover match in the 90s was Hogan and uh, Muda from 93. Bingo. What, what was that, Steve? No, I was I was reading uh, Fujinami's championships, and he might have had an NWA World Championship one time, and he has some interna- international titles. Had a IWGP oh, heavyweight title, so. I know uh, he, he had various titles throughout his career, yeah. But I'm not sure if, you know, he had opportunity for, like, I know he's had opportunities, but I just didn't know if he ever actually achieved, like, the big ones. You know what I mean? Yeah, one of them is uh, NWA, but it's under the New Japan banner, so that's interesting. Right. But Barry, going back to Barry Wyndham, uh, I mean, Barry Wyndham, my God, I mean, the guy, for a guy his size, he, I mean, he was quick. Athletic, and I mean, he can go, he can go hour and then some with the very best of his, of his era. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it, it was amazing. Babyface or heel, he was always top notch. And this is definitely before the whole Starker gimmick, which they just kind of killed Barry uh, in that case, uh, which is unfortunate. They, they, everybody says they don't know what to do with a Bret Hart when he left. Well, WWF didn't know what to do with Barry Wyndham. Uh, I said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that goes back yeah. to saying not everybody needs a gimmick. I mean, yeah. some people are just better off by themselves, just being themselves. You know what I mean? They're still over. Oh, I agree. Oh, exactly. I mean, Barry could hang with the, was tall enough to hang with the big men, and he was, you know, fast and agile enough to hang with the guys that were more technical. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. You know, 
going along with that, let's, let's, I, I say let's talk about Kevin Von Erich. I think Kevin was the best wrestler in the family. Oh, wow. I, I still thought Kevin he was going a different spot there. Yeah, Kevin Kevin was pretty solid. I mean, I would say of the Von Erichs, it, it, it would be, have to be Kevin and David, two of the best. Yeah, with the carry, David had more carry personality as a third. Yeah, yeah, David yeah, was. David had David more personality. That was, he was willing to, to work the territories. Actually, willing to travel out. Yes, David was. Yes. Interesting. That quiet. I mean, I mean, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm thinking here. You kind of <laughs> got me uh, flat-footed on that one. Uh, much credit to you, Chaz. I, I, I was not thinking of Kevin Von Eric. I thought you were going to say David, to be honest, which might have been more of the obvious choice. Well, if David was yeah, the heir apparent, had he not died, he would have been. Right. But yeah, but, great know, Kevin was always the one that was. Kevin was always the one that was so solid. You know, Kerry had the had the the rock star charisma. David worked the territories, and there was always Kevin holding down mm-hmm. the fort in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. And what would it have been, both with Kevin and, of course, going back on the time machine, you know, had World Class and the roster went beyond Dallas and expanded and maybe trade swaps or what have you for more exposure, um, really would have been a, a, maybe a bigger name than what they were. Um, and that was a missed opportunity. Right, very true. Can we stay on the segue of big men? Um, in that case, I'm thinking. Well, Bam and Bam. And you didn't go. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> uh, I was thinking between Bam Bam and if I were, you know, outside of ECW, I'm talking about on maybe a bigger platform. Put him obviously with a smaller guy and have you know, the whole, you know, Roadrunner Coyote type of, you know, synergy there. And who would he face in my mind? Um, Probably somebody more on a technical level, um, WWF-wise. I'm trying to think going to like 95, 96, who his opponent would have been. But Bam Bam would have been my next choice. Oh, yeah, Bam Bam Bigelow. There's another guy. I mean, he he, he he wrestled Andre the Giant, some of the best in the business, and uh, could go with with any of them, with anybody. Yes. Uh, we used to see the, the pirate of EAS tapes from Japan when Bam Bam worked out in Japan before he got very popular, and you're like, wow, this guy can go. I mean... Bam Bam was doing stuff off the top rope that a big man just shouldn't do. I would have loved to have seen those. Uh, like New Japan, if I'm correct? Uh, new and all Japan. Bam Bam worked the whole country. Okay. Matter of fact, Tim and Vader were tag partners at one point. Yes. Oh, thank you. That's a dream match right there. Oh, boy. Or, or even a dream tag team. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of my favorite matches from Starcade actually was uh, Bam Bam Bigelow and Barry Windham for the U.S. title, which was a really solid match. Yes. And 
course, you know, we got Bigelow and Taz from ECW. What a, what a great matches they had. Yeah, those are awesome chaotic matches. Yeah. Breaking, breaking this area, ring and the entrance of the walkway. I was surprised when um, Bigelow first left and went to ECW. I'm going back into my time machine of 95. I was probably around 10, roughly. And I'm looking at the commercials flipping, flipping, and I'm like, wait, this is Bam Bam. Wait, I thought he went to, you know, the whole song and dance. And I'm like, oh, he just did the whole um, swan dive and threw Spike Dudley in the crowd. And he still moves well. And I'm like, Damn, I gotta watch this then. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't wanna I'm I'm surprised you didn't want the ECW to uh hmm. Yeah, and there were there were a number of guys that were there were a number of guys that were um second fiddles and factions that could have been world champions on their own. I'm thinking Cowboy Bob Orton Jr. I mean, his work was solid. And oh, yeah, absolutely. Tully Blanchard. Yeah. I mean, those are two guys yeah. that were, were second fiddle. They were second fiddle heels in their factions that could have easily won world championships. Let's start with um, Cowboy Bob Orton Jr., for example. Yeah. Um, yeah, this guy like, is another one that can go the best with anybody. DiBiase, Stephans, the Briscoes of his time. Um, it's always been solid. I mean, him and Dick Slater are probably arguably one of the one of the greatest tag teams of that era, of his era. Oh yeah, and, I mean, Cowboy uh, yeah. Bob was a legend in St. Louis. Yes. Mm-hmm. Great matches with Ricky Steamboat come to mind. Um, the infamous cast. Yep. I mean, you're thinking about all those great matches that they had at wrestling from the chase. And Cowboy Bob was a, a mainstay there with him and Harley Race. I, um, I, I was there at Knoxville Coliseum and watching uh, Cowboy Bob Orton Jr. and uh, uh, Dick Murdoch. And uh, I, I saw these guys have the people on their feet just watching these guys going back and forth with the top wrist lock. It was just an amazing sight. I mean, to command an audience like that with, with a top wrist lock back and forth, uh, it, it, it's just magic to witness. It really is. Yeah, no, definitely, sure. It was amazing because it was wrestling. It's what the name was yes, on the marquee. Absolutely. Mr. Hollywood, uh, welcome to WCW Retro. Uh, we're talking wrestlers that should have been world champion tonight. How you doing, my friend? How you doing, uh, Mr. Maestro? Hope you're doing good. Doing great, man. Oh, doing great. That's great. Hope everybody, hope, uh, hello, everybody, all my friends on the line. Oh, yes. Mr. Hollywood. How you doing, Mr. Hollywood? How you doing, brother? How you doing, brother? Hope everybody's doing good. Doing good. Good, good. No, thanks. That's super fantastic. Uh, uh, I can tell you somebody on Kurt on Kurt Henning. Kurt Henning. I think he should have been. Um, Thank you. Kurt Henning should have been. Um, he should have been. Um, Kurt Henning. He should have been. He was in WCW. He should have been the WCW champion. Right. 
Right, right. Yeah, I mean, he would have been a great WCW champion. What do you guys think? I would have agreed, and then, of course, put him with guys you know that can work well with him, like a Booker T for a title, a Bret Hart, which goes without saying. Uh, Take my money. Sign me up and let me watch that match. I want to be entertained with the action in the ring. Yeah, I think, like I said, I think Kareem would have made a good champion. And I'm going to tell you somebody else. Rick Rude would have made a good champion, too. Rick Rude would have made a great world champion. That's where, yeah, that's right. We are just talking about Rick Rude. Yeah. Another solid wrestler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they were robbed. They were t- but, you know, let's go back for a second with Kurt Hennig. I mean, I think yep. a lot of times because because Vern Gagne messed things up so bad and drove his promotion into the ground, mm-hmm. I think we tend to underestimate or, or discount those that were AWA world champions. I mean, Hennig was a world champion. It's not a guy that could have been. He was. That's right. Yeah, you're That's right. right. Yeah, he was the yeah, AWA world champion. I mean, as was... As was Rick uh, Martell, Mar- Mar- as Mar- was Stan Mar- Hansen, Stan yeah, Hansen, Nick, Nick Bockwinkle. Nick Bockwinkle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Larry Zabisco. Larry Zabisco. Zabisco, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we tend to now, we tend to um, to focus a little bit more on the promotions that survived the Territory Wars, but Good definitely let's not discount the AWA. No, it don't diminish. It don't diminish the ones that have won world championships with other promotions in the past. No. Right. I will say those champions that we mentioned should have gotten more shine um, and more opportunities once they left. You know, the AWA, as an example, for whatever reason, money or they went out of business and moved on. Uh, But yeah, that success should have definitely translated uh, in other promotions. Yeah. You mentioned Tully Blanchard before. You mentioned Tully Blanchard before. Uh, Tully at one time was really close to being a world champion. Matter of fact, it was it was probably it was during those times uh, where Tully was wrestling Flair in those series of matches years ago. And uh, it, Tully was really close. Uh, speaking of Tully, I was gonna pick a a name. A, Magnum TA. He had that great match for Yeah, him too. Him too. Oh, yeah. Right. Him too. That's, that's Starcade. Yeah. That's Starcade before he got hurt. It's going to be him and Flair for the title. Main event. Hit the nail. Yep. Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah, he was being groomed to be the world title uh, champion in car accident. Right. Right. I would even say Scott, Scott Hall, uh, he's made a good world champion, Scott Hall. Dutch Mantel. Uh, even had said at one time that when Scott Hall was doing her Razor Moan thing, that he was very much very close to being uh, the champ then. True. They, they had eye on him. Yeah. Great match. How about let's Scott switch gears Hall. for a second and uh, think about this person. Okay. Austin Idol. Oh my God! Yes, the international heartthrob. You talk about a guy that had it all, man. Charisma, charisma, uh, ability, everything, man. True. Before there was, remember now, before there was Hulkamania, there was Idolmania, baby, in the territories. 
Yeah. Right. Wow. And you know what? It was Austin Idol and Jimmy Valiant that were the guys that helped uh, The Rock kind of cultivate his uh, persona. Because he kind of patterned himself after. Because they took him under his wing, their wing during the Memphis days, you know. Wow. Uh, 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 Maestro was on. Um, Did you know uh, Superstar Big Ray? Was he world champion? Yes, he was. Did, did, yeah, yeah, yes, he was. Back in the old WWF <laughs> days. Okay. Okay. Yes, he was. He was the man of the hour, the one with the power. Yeah, he was Hogan. He was Hogan before Hogan. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah he was Hogan definitely before Hogan. Uh, brother, he was Hogan, Jesse Ventura, and twelve other guys. All in one. I mean, you <laughs> you talking about you talking about charisma? Superstar Billy Graham had, was amazing. Yeah, he was the man. Superstar Billy Graham sold out Madison Square Garden, only second to Bruno San Martino. Mm, wow. That says a lot. He was a heel, and the people at the garden loved him. That's wow. a lot that back then because Bruno was the, pretty much the man back then. He was right. You know, in fact, it was it was so interesting that when he won the title, um, Vince Senior was so afraid that the Garden was going to riot that they actually held a match in Baltimore. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Because usually WWF titles were only exchanged at Madison Square Garden. And Vince Sr. was so worried that the uh, the crowd was going to riot that he moved it to Baltimore. Wow, that's crazy. That is. Hmm. What, about Buff Badwell? what about Buff Badwell? Oh, Buff. <laughs> I, could, I could see that. Uh, in my opinion, especially is that, you know, last run being a heel, he's got the body, he's got the look that goes without saying, I could buy into Buff being world champion. You know what? If if it weren't for all the political back and forth back then, I, I think he would have had a viable chance of being champ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we also forget the most obvious person of anybody. That would have been Arn Anderson. Oh, you know, you're oh, right. Arn Anderson. Yeah, you're right. Arn Anderson made a great world champion. Another complete package. That, that Ooh, I mean, great promo, great ability, can go with anybody. I mean, Arn would have been tremendous champ. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. And that's, and that's unfortunate, and, and for that reason as well, Great as a horseman, and due respect to the stud stable, but he always seemed to get saddled as like a second banana or in a faction of some sort. Never really had a true, you know, singles run, in my opinion. Longest you know, NWA along those lines, champion of all time, though, and absolutely. most titles held. Right, and to segue into that, um, I, I really thought when they did the split with Arn and Rick that one time, yeah. I really thought it, the timing was so off because if, if can you imagine if they did the split with Flair with champion, with him and Arn, how, how, how more invested that he would have been? 
Yeah. Oh, most definitely. Betrayals, you know, who betrayed whom, and you guys are so close, you're like brothers, and I'm going to teach you a few things, yada, yada. Oh. <laughs> I Can you imagine? Ready. Can you imagine? Would say. Oh, I'm, I'm envisioning. Wow. That's been tremendous. Wow, you're right. You know, so you brought up a you brought up a good point there about about a guy that would off the bat just scare the hell out of you. You thought he was going to steamroll the world championship, and he never quite made it. Was Nikita Koloff? Oh yeah, oh right, yeah. And when they first typed him against Flair, he was this Russian machine. You know, you had yep. never seen him before. They ran the they ran the promos in the dungeon with Ivan Koloff, and Ivan Koloff's background as world champion. And you know, it he just kind of fell short. But my my thought was always back then: Could you imagine if they would have brought Nikita Koloff to New York and had him challenge Hogan with Ivan oh, in his corner? Wow. wow, that would have been something. I would pay to see that. Put the champion oh, yeah. in danger. That's, that's, right. that's right. They, they, yeah. they, they could do the whole Rocky Four thing all over again with Hogan and Thank Nikita. You. Yeah, I mean, they tried to do it with Blair, but Blair was just wasn't a baby face. As much no, as they tried to no. make him into one at times, he just wasn't. Blair wasn't a baby face. Right. The closest okay. that NWA could do with that was Magnum TA, Nikita Koloff, at the seven. Other yeah, than that, that was a great series. But had Nikita yeah. gone up in the early 80s against Backlund or against Hogan, oh. uh, he would have been unstoppable. Oh. You're right. That's, that's a nice right. right there. Yeah, you got, oh, yeah, you got Rick Steiner. Oh, what about Rick Steiner? Rick Steiner. I would oh, agree with that. A nice, you know, <laughs> smash-mouth, hard-hitting wrestler. I totally would have bought into that. Okay, if you're going to get Buff Bagwell win a title and you're going to let Big Papa Pump win the title, then I'm going to blow you all out of the water. I'm going to go with the Z-Man. Don't even say how much right. No, Tom Zink. Oh, my God. (laughs) Tom Zink. Tom Zink. Hmm. Oh, my God. Salvatore (laughs) Sincere. There. Now. I'm actually going to defend that. What, what do you think? Do you think Tom Zink would have had a shot of being champ, guys? Z Man? The Snowball in Hell had a better shot than Tom Zink did. I disagree. Wow. You mean that I'm that and Al Perez would have had a better shot? Let me tell you something. If any of you guys mentioned Alex Wright, I'm hanging up. Oh, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in oh, hell. Yeah. You got to hang up on yourself. The Bucks. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, if you guys ever tout Alex Wright yeah. as a world champion contender, no, yeah, I'm Wright. hanging up. No. I would like to Alex say Wright. in the addendum for Tom Zank, who was partners mm-hmm. in the Can Am connection, if you want to mm-hmm. rewrite history, a, uh, the um, AWA of Vern Gagne would have been the place to do it. Rick Martell and yeah, yeah. Tom Zank feuding for that belt. Oh, that's been good. Wow. So yeah. I actually am going to give credibility there. So I'm not going to, you know, lift my leg and piss on that idea. LOL. Um, I'm all for yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Stro, that's, that's a topic for another day, though. Tag teams that should have been champions. Oh, I agree. Okay. Yeah. Don't start oh, yeah. that. 
<laughs> but you know that that's that is pretty interesting. You know how uh, if if with the right scenario that uh, two guys could have had a great feud for the world championship. You know what I mean? Like we just mentioned a couple just just now. Yeah. Oh sure. Oh, oh, my, so what about my, so what about the warlords? Remember the warlords? Hmm. You, know, you know that's interesting. You know, warlord, big menacing guy, and I mean, I I think he could have, you know, even had a greater singles run. It's just, uh, I just it, when you, when you become world champion like that, though, I mean, you, you're, you're facing various challengers, and, and it's like uh, you you got to be like kind of more diverse. You know what I mean? And I'm not sure if anybody could have. It's like trying to move a mountain with a warlord, you know what I mean? <laughs> Cause it's a, right. He's a huge right. guy. And so. What about what about Haku? Legit tough. Oh God, Haku! If Haku if Haku could have been world champion, who seriously? Who could have taken it off of him? Seriously? Nobody. Nobody. Wow. Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant. Million dollar man. I, the only guy that could have beat Haku would have been Andre. Why Andre never held the title, though. There's a reason why he never held the title. Oh, I know. Because he was more, he was more a, 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 a phenom, an attraction. Yeah, and you know, and with with Andre, I mean, he, he held the title briefly with WWE, but it was just like. Uh, you know, his thing was that when he winning world championships, he was like, I mean, he was uh, an attraction within himself, you know what I mean? Correct. He was. You know, hey, another uh, attraction. I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, you, you said uh, don't mention who you mentioned. Uh-huh. I got one. <laughs> if you, if I got one for you. That's worse oh, than the Here we go. Here we go. Steve Blackman. Oh, Boy, he was, you know, wait, wait a second there. He, he was Mr. Personality, right? Steve Blackman. Yeah. He had the greatest personality of any wrestler I ever met in my life. Legit, legit, tough charisma. Wow. Even the right scenario of Blackman. Blackman had the, the martial arts skills to back up the idea of him winning a title. Okay, I'll give you that. Oh, good lord. No, he would have needed a manager. Hey, there was some, there was, he couldn't talk I mean, or anything. Back yeah. to what we were wow. talking about before, there are guys in the business that are, that, that are so tough that promoters were afraid to put the top title on because of you know, who was going to beat them because they're, these guys are legit badasses. Well, look wow. at Bruiser right. Brody. Yeah, him too. Promoters were definitely right. afraid of him. Oh, yeah. True. Right? He's another one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why do you think? Why do you think they had Andre the Giant as a special enforcer during that title match with Tommy Rich and Harley Race for the World Championship? Because because Andre was the only guy that could handle Harley if he took liberties. You know what I mean? Because Harley was, Harley was a badass. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Harley Race was no joke. Uh, most definitely. I mean, you know, there were there were. Hmm. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, there were guys that were just in the wrong era. I mean, you take a look at a, a gentleman that I hold uh, very dear in my memory, um, the Destroyer. The Destroyer oh, yeah. was just at the wrong time. I mean, he had to put up with with Lutez and Pat O'Connor 
and you know everybody in that era, Kaniski. I mean, yeah, he won the WWA World Title out in California, but you know he never really got that shot at the NWA title that he was looking for. But I, I never saw a guy happier to see Giant Baba win than the Destroyer. If you take a look at the film of Baba winning the title against Jack Briscoe, there was nobody happier than the Destroyer that Baba won. Wow. I didn't even pick um, up on that. That's a great point. I read the story he won the NWA title. I'm not sure he won it. I read that one. Yeah, it was one of those deals where they, the title was won and held up and then returned. Wow. The Phantom won, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it was, it's a shame because he... Mr. Byer was the goods. He could have been world champion anywhere. Exactly. Gosh. Well, you could have been a great champion. I would agree, and I'm going to say on a lark, for the technical purists out there, I'm going to suggest Lance Storm and Dean Malenko. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? That's what I was about you to say. Oh, right. God, yeah. So, yeah. Well, if you want to get him, I'd say William Regal. Yeah, he's another one. Oh, William Regal. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Almost yeah, at, one point, at one point in um, WWE, at one point, I really thought that Regal was on his way to winning the championship. Remember that time when he was, like, GM and he won the, the King of the Ring tournament, the Ring. I think? And I, I, right. at one point, he was on top of the world, man. He was, like, and I really thought he was on his way at that one point. Hmm. Yeah, I think he had some personal issues that had to be worked out, but he definitely yeah. could have been in the running. Hmm. I would have preferred sure, you him know, being sure. world champion in WCW. I mean, look back at that uncensored 96 match with Finley. Uh, talk about two guys that can go. Oh, my God. They've worked like that for years, man. That's just how they go. That's how they roll, man. They did that in Europe and everything. <laughs> You know, oh going back God. to talking about talking about wrestlers that a promoter would have been afraid of to make into a world champion, the exotic Adrian Street. <laughs> oh, I mean, oh, he was he great. scared the hell out of promoters. He was great, but they didn't. They didn't Adrian want. Street. They didn't. Wow. Adrian Street could go with the best of them. I mean, he was that good. Yeah. Oh yeah, but given his persona and given the way America was at that time, I don't think they were ready for him as a world champion. And I think he also is still out there with like a training school in Florida. So his impact. And no, he's back in Wales. Oh, back in Wales. Oh, I'm sorry. And he looks phenomenal but for Regal, 80 years Regal, old. Regal would have been an amazing world champion uh, in yeah, WCW. I so. and, I, I, and, yeah. and there was one time I really thought he was on his way to win the championship, which I was very excited about because, I mean, he was just uh, another guy because I never really seen him in the bad match that can that go with any just about anybody. And his technical skills were just second to none. Yeah. Well, his Padawan Learner is a world champion. TV title. I mean, take a look at yeah, you take a look at Regal's persona and the way he works. Um, his Padawan's a world champion. If you don't see William Regal and Nick Aldis, then you're just not looking close enough. I, I love Nick Aldis uh, as far as current champions go. 
uh, goes without saying. Yeah. yeah, but he's Regal's clone. Mm-hmm. All right, I got another one for you. Okay. This one's a good one, though, Chaz. Calm down. Settle down. Chaz, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I think uh, Baron Von Rasky would have made a great champion at one point. Oh, I forgot about him. Hmm. Oh, absolutely. You're right. You at one point, though, Velvet, 70 yeah, or 80. at one point. Uh, probably, I would probably say late 70s, getting ready to be in the 80s, but they're not in the 80s. Not all of the 80s. Probably early on, like 80, 81. You know, I would say with the right uh, right individual for the AWA, I think uh, Byron Von Rexley would have been a great AWA, yeah. AWA world champion. As a monster, he. I think after, I think after his babyface run, it would have been more real. It would have been more believable because people really rallied around the Baron at that time. Yeah, but I didn't like him. I liked him straight heel. I liked him very, quick, quick promos. You know, right. Uh, and that's all the people have to know. That was my favorite line. Um, I, would, I would say, like, back in, the w, back in the NWA days, when Paul Jones was managing him and Ivan Koloff, I would, would either say Ivan or um, Baron would have been one of the yeah. two guys that Paul Jones could have led to the championship, I thought. Yeah, agreed. You know, Vince Sr. loved Baron Von Ransky. When Back when he first got the title, one of his first four-match series defenses was against Baron Von Ransky. Wow. Um, uh, Maestro, what about Teddy DiBiase? Oh, yes. I, I would have preferred to Hands down. Okay. And, and not uh, many people know about his uh, career, you know, before the Million Dollar Man and all that. I mean, he was an exceptional wrestler. Yeah, he was. I think he made a great world champion. Absolutely. There. Matter of fact, they were going to give his gimmick to Ric Flair one time. Rick was talking about it. The million dollar man. Yeah, I mean, DiBiase can go with the Funks, Briscoes, you name it. The very best. We got a Skype call, guys. Brace yourself. Here we go. 111, one, one. welcome to WW Retro. Hey guys, uh, hey guys. sorry I'm Brian. Late. Uh, hey, how you doing, Brian? I'm doing good. I, I would have been here when the uh, show started, but uh, they're having daytime cares tonight on the uh, YouTube uh, with the different shows, and uh, they're raising money for AIDS and everything, and the coronavirus and the Okay. Frontline workers and all that, so I was watching that, so that's why I'm like, hey, hey, Brian, Brian, yeah, Kyle's here. Say hello to Kyle. Kyle's here. Welcome. You remember Kyle, right? Hey, Brian. Hey, Kyle. How you doing? I'm hanging in there, Frank. How about yourself? I'm doing okay. Excellent. Glad to have you back, and glad to be reconnected uh, through the medium that is pro wrestling. WCW Retro. You bet. Hey, Brian, we're talking wrestlers that should have been world champion tonight. 
Uh, got any thoughts? Yeah, I I, I, I actually do. I've got, uh, I got I, three I, I, Before you start, before you start, I uh-huh. want to say that tonight's topic tonight was was uh, requested by Brian. So give Brian a big hand for the conversation tonight. Oh. Wrestling Show the World Champion. Uh, thank you, Brian. Congrats. Congrats. That one. Thank you. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Uh, yeah, there's you know there's three guys that I you know really for a long time thought about. And I don't I don't know if I was already been mentioned, but one is uh, Kurt Henning. You know, Kurt Henning. Uh, yeah. We just talked I believe about should him. have yeah. been a world mm-hmm. champion. Uh, another guy another that guy. should have been a world champion is Scott Hall. Scott Hall. Yeah, about him Hall, too. Yeah, another great choice. Yeah. He had all the uh, charisma, and, you know, everything in him to be a world champion. And uh, I'm trying to remember who the third guy was. I was thinking about. Uh, was it Jake Roberts? No. Hey, Velva, you want to help him out with the third guy? You've been on a roll tonight. I hope it's not A.W., the guy we're not supposed to talk about. I was hoping right? it was Jake Roberts. No. no. He he probably no, thinking uh, Norman Smiley. No, it wasn't Norman Smiley. Uh, well, anyway, if you say Alex Wright, Brian, I'm hanging up. No, I ain't got no. Uh, the other guy that you know, I think really deserved to be a world champion, but you know they didn't never Good Lord. get a world champion, and this. And this is whenever he he wasn't mixed up with stuff is Marty Jannetty. I think Marty Jannetty oh, wow. deserves to be a world champion. I don't think Marty he deserves to be a WWE world champion. Maybe in like a uh, lower company, you know, as a world champion. Maybe like a ring like of honor. If he're like yeah, impact. impact. Yeah, like impact. Yeah, yeah. 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 So you know, okay. you know where Marty Jannetty would have been a great world champion. Because it was just that. as messed up as he was. I'll tell you a federation that was just as messed up as Marty was oh in terms of being, you know, uh, run by a bunch of drunks. He'd have been a great champion for the North American Wrestling Alliance. Oh, yeah, he would. He would have. You're right. Uh, he would have. Oh, Lord. And Cal could have been right. manager. Oh, oh, good God. Oh, Cal. Wow. Oh, my God. I heard my name. Yes. That would be uh, good. Well, I, I'll what? have an addendum to that in a moment. <laughs> I, I, I told you, Kyle. Much respect, Kyle. Brian loves Kyle. you, man. Yeah, Brian loves you, man. I told you. Yeah. Being the territory time, should have been world champion, is the maestro in the amazing velvet. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be like, this this you have been a micro world champion. World. <laughs> you were only two inches wow. taller than a full grown midget. I right. told you. I'm, 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 I'm taller than a midget, shorter than a dwarf, so I'm a fidget. <laughs> now, uh, right, Chad. <laughs> Two other guys that... Here, you know what, guys? All joking around aside. I'm going to ask you a question, though. All joking around aside. Do you think Terry Taylor would have had the goods enough to be world champion? Oh, yeah. Yeah. At one one time, yes. At one time, yes. I'm thinking 81, 82 Mid-South? Mid-South, yes. 
Yep, and, and that was ironically the time that they were actually considering Buddy Landell to carry the nod. And if they, if, he, if they would have did that with Buddy Landell, it would have changed the whole dynamic of Ric Flair, the full horseman, and everything. Hmm. Oh, I would have paired Terry with Ted DiBiase, if my timeline is correct, to then win that title. Right. Ted DiBiase yeah. was in the run. Yeah. You're right. You're right. And you know the funny yeah. part about it is people often people often forget that Buddy Landell's first manager in the Crockett territory was J.J. Dillon. That's right. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Talk about changing the oh, wow. dynamic of the horsemen. Yes. Yeah. If, the, if Buddy uh, Landell could have kept himself straight during that era, oh my God, it would have just changed the whole landscape. All right. I did, Absolutely. You look at it as the passing of the torch of the Nature Boys. You had Flair beat Buddy Rogers. Landell beats Flair. Wow. All right. I, I can walk I just remembered who the third guy was I was thinking about. All right. Who's the third guy? Okay. And I think he would have been the world champion. champion. So he Randy was Mulkey. real good on the mic. And that is Michael P.S.A. Ooh, Michael Hayes. Wow. Yeah, that would have been good. I would have seen that in Dallas and probably down south, I would think, because that way it's more credible and more recognized. Yes, world class, you bet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know what? What's his 89 run? His heel 89 run when he won the U.S. title? I I was really thinking Mm -hmm. that he could have been on his way at that point, too. Because he was in tremendous shape. Oh yeah, he, he sure was. I, mean, I, I never, you know, I never will forget that uh, that, that feud he had with Tommy Rich. They went back and forth on yeah. the mic and uh, North Georgia wrestling. That was fun. Right. That was yeah, fun. that was a good one. That was great. Could you imagine they could have they could have had Freebirds uh, songs on the WWE album they had some music albums in the eighties. Oh, that'd be tremendous. That nice crossover audience. That that I like that. And that's a great point. Oh man. That's amazing. Hmm. Now here's a hypothetical and if I may, uh I will try to espouse and be brief, as I will save my answer for last and my reason will be why shortly. We've talked a lot about great champions, but if we're putting on our bookers cap who are we creating or booking as champion and shortly as to why? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because you got to definitely put thoughts in those sort of things. You know what I mean? I got to go with Jake Roberts because at one point when when they were going to do the program with Hogan, the fans were chanting DDT and they had to nix it because they didn't want Hogan to lose his shine. But Jake Roberts was getting huge reactions at one point. Yeah, Jake was telling me a story about that one time on the snake pit. They did the angle where mm-hmm. Jake dropped uh, Hogan with the DDT, right? Thinking he would get yeah. heat. But when he, as soon as he did and got up, everybody was, Jake, Jake, Jake. <laughs> so they're like, uh-oh, we better put an X play on that one. <laughs> exactly. Right. Kill the golden goose and so on. I got to go with uh, Scott Hall. And okay. the reason I say Scott Hall is because – 
if Scott Hall wouldn't have got mixed up in uh, alcohol and everything, uh, he would have done good because he 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 was so over with the audience as Razor Ramon, as Scott Hall. Uh, the fans loved him. Even back in uh, AWA, you know, he was over when he teamed up with Kurt Henning. Uh, the fans just loved him, but he was great in the ring uh, besides from the uh, alcohol, like I mentioned. Uh, and he truly deserved to be world champion. Why the belt was never put on him, I, I believe it was because of the alcohol. Uh, I believe if it wouldn't have been for that, then Scott Hall would have been world champion. One name I'd like to throw out there to you guys that I really thought could have been a, a tremendous world champion was uh, Hacksaw Butch Reed. Oh, yes, and we just lost him recently. I mean, he yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about complete package. They were actually and, 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 that, and definitely one of the best punches in the whole wrestling yeah. business, hands down. But they were grooming ahead, him to actually be the first African-American heavyweight champion, and something happened, and then it turned later to be Ron Simmons. Ah. But okay. they were grooming him to be the next. Yeah. Yeah. Like, go way back to the Mid-South days with Good Reed. Yeah, yep. they, they were, he was on his way. There's another one, Jack. Don't you dog? Yeah. Bingo. Okay, super, okay super with your Booker cap. Who's got? Who's gonna yeah. finish with their Booker cap on now? I want to wait here, Chad. Chad, excuse me. Yeah. And then I'll give you mine in a minute. <laughs> I want to go after Chad. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. So what you got? I guess Chad disappeared. All right. Oh, All right, I got. I got another one. Okay. Tomohiro Ishii versus Okada, stablemate, uh, chaos in New Japan. He's nice. like underrated Ooh. wrestler over there. Looks like a legit uh, tough opponent. I think he could have carried a, a brief world title run. Mhm. Oh yeah, no doubt. All right, y'all ready? Yes. Well, since everybody threw out there uh, some great names of who could and would have, and now Kyle posed this question, you know, Mm -hmm. I was going to go with Johnny Weaver, but I decided not to. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Bill Eady as a mass superstar. That's who I would push in my promotion as champion. Ooh. Oh, yes. Billy oh, yeah. Lee's amazing. He was in the correct time period for his skill set, for the people that were in the areas that he was in. Perfect. He wrestled like Wahoo. He wrestled everybody in that time period across the, across the world. So that's why I would pick him. I, I loved him as Matt Superstar. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Great choice. Did we lose oh. everybody? No, no. I, everybody I everybody get their booking caps on. 
right, Kyle. Hit us. Okay. Yeah, I have a, a hat. <laughs> drum roll with a specific scenario and date. We go back to like 91, 92. And this is what happens when you have my creative as opposed to the flip-flopping of cards like certain companies unfortunately had to go through most recently. And I, they'll be raining mm. this, but <laughs> what are talking about. And WWE still does that, so go ahead. Right. I'm going to say, because I was the first one that only did it in my book, Ricky Steamboat turns heel and wins the title at SummerSlam from Hogan. Oh, wow. wow! That would be great. Oh, I won't ruin you know, the Ricky, details. Ricky, actually, Ricky, actually, mm. Ricky, Ricky actually wanted to turn heel at one point, but Pat Patterson said there's no way like you could kill Hogan with a chainsaw and they would cheer you. Maybe if he had like another uh, a wick, uh, like a heel looking dragon with him. That would scare Hogan enough to. <laughs> you know, because we're always blowing the flame. We could always use like uh, I think what is it, flash paper or uh, some sort of hokey idea. At least for that time, it could have gotten over. Cause he could have been. He could have done a black Ooh. scorpion deal in WWE. Bingo. I think that yeah. would work. Him and grow a beard. Be like a like a real like a black ninja. You know what I mean? Bingo. Right. Right. Oh, I'm sorry, Chaz missed that because I, I dropped my little, you know, uh, heat, as they say in the business, but I'm stamping <laughs> my. Uh, <laughs> There's, but you know what? There's so many picks. I mean, we've, we named pretty a, a good bit. We also forgot another big man we named his son, but we didn't say Blackjack Mulligan as a champion. Blackjack Mulligan, yes. Wow. So, I mean, he danced a lot of them. God, could you imagine him with Hogan for the title? That would have been tremendous. Hmm. Yeah, it would have been. Now, two two other big men that made themselves known in the sport if one of them would have become world champion. And I don't know if they've been mentioned already by y'all. I have, I apologize, but they would become world champion. I believe they would have been dominant. And that is Dr. Death Steve Williams and Terry Bam Bam Gordon. Oh, we yeah. Didn't mention you once. Great, great selections. Absolutely. There was, to, to me, this is still one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Dr. Yeah. Death and Terry Gordy, man. Terry Gordy, man. They're two of the Mm-hmm. Brian just shocked my memory. What about a Don Morocco being champion? Ooh. Oh, yeah, I believe it. He was an awesome Intercontinental champion. And could yep. go with anybody, too. Okay. And I know we talked about territories in Japan and what have you, but especially because he did martial arts and was in Japan, does Crush, uh, Brian Adams, figure into the consideration at all? I don't see why not. I mean, I thought he could have had a great one with uh, in WWE with the right guy. 
for the world championship. Absolutely. And I think everybody kind of craps on it, but I particularly liked his heel run with the Savage Crush Summit, which was my first introduction to his heel ways before I found out he did demolition and what have you. Right. You know, guys, there's something him I wanted to, to touch on. Him, 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 and briefly. him and Macho yeah. Man had a good feud, too. Yeah. Uh, crushed it. But, you know, there's something I wanted to touch on that we touched on briefly. We're talking mm-hmm. about turning Steamboat into a heel. You okay. don't have to alter his look or his style. You turn a baby face into a heel by putting him with the right manager. Fuji. You put That's Steamboat, you put Steamboat with Fuji. You put Steamboat with Bobby Heenan. He's an instant heel. Ah. Well, that's true, but what what I heard actually was at a uh, panel that Ricky Steamboat did, and he said he wanted to wear all black and probably cover his face, but they didn't go for it. That was, like, one of his ideas. Yeah? But, yeah, him yeah, and Fuji would have been a, a, good, a good pair, too. I'm not. I'm not sure if this has been uh, covered tonight, but I just read that, and I I didn't know him, but uh, former WWF wrestler Rusty Brooks has passed away. Yeah, I talked about top of the hour. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, who, who was that? Oh, he he wrestled for many years. Has his own uh, training school and uh, with, with with all the territories. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. But I, you've probably seen him a, a few times, Brian, through the years. I might, have, I might have did. One, one other guy that I was uh, thinking about now that should have been world champion. I don't know if he's been mentioned. Is William Regal. Bingo. Yeah. We just talked about Yeah, yeah. We, we talked about him earlier. Okay. Podcast. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's I'm, not, I'm that's not who Brian was thinking about. Brian was thinking about Ox Baker. Don't lie, Brian. No, I was <laughs> thinking about that, Velvet. Ox Baker, Brian. <laughs> I, I think there was a suggestion that we were eventually going to talk about tag team champions or those who should have been on another or future episode. This one's for Chaz. Uh, would I also assume that the Bookie Knights would be in your top ten, LOL? Which ones? The Bookie Knights. Uh, they were in WCW. Uh, wink, wink, hint, hint. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely not. If I got to put if I got to put a Carpenter team as world champions, I'm running with the Mulkies. <laughs> Well, no, you guys, wait a minute. You guys, you guys laugh, but that run that they made at the Crockett Cup? Yep. Yeah, they turned heads. I, I think I would have gone with Rocky King and, uh, and, and, uh, Action Jackson, Mike Jackson. <laughs> well, some, some of the ladies back then, they thought Rocky King was world champion. That's the roast of running joke. Don't. I'll let you lady hang out with Rocky King, man. Cause, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? You ain't getting her back. Yeah. The only king less believable as a champion than Rocky King was Jimmy King. Oh. 
Ha, ha, ha. I, I like funny. Yes. But you know what was interesting? We talked to we talked earlier about putting your booking cap on and who would you run with this champion? You know, back in the fifties and early sixties, some promoters actually did that because they couldn't get the world champion in their territory and whatnot. And I'm thinking about the Olympic Auditorium in LA where they created the WWA World Championship for Blassie. And then it went from Blassie to Gorgeous George, and then from Gorgeous George to the Destroyer. So, I mean, that's that's not a new concept. That if you can't get the world champion, you just make your own world championship up. That sounds like the fabulous thing. Well, I mean, you know, I, <laughs> yeah. I, you go back and you take a look at the you know passing of the torch for for guys that were attractions. And I mean, you've got to you've got to tip your hat, and you've got to pay respect to Gorgeous George. I mean, the guy not only put the destroyer over in '62, but he gave up his hair in the process. Okay. Yeah, you know, even though he never was like world champion at one point, I mean, he he did the one thing that we're all still beneficial to this day is he put pretty pretty much put pro wrestling on the television map. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there were there were announcements that would be made at at any arena that would say, uh, you know, they always announce next month's card at intermission, and they would say ticket prices are the same, and Gorgeous George is appearing. Right. Because he commanded more money than anybody. Oh. Oh, you know, one guy I think we haven't talked about yet that I, I, I would have been a, a tremendous world champion and, and almost was a world champion actually in the AWA and went up to having like several uh, one-hour Broadways with uh, Ric Flair was, was, was Ricky Morton. Yes. Hmm. And Rick, Ricky would have been an amazing world champion. He was definitely and, uh, back a star. And uh, back, you know, before he came, got with Robert and been to Rock and Roll Express, he had a, uh, I think it was a one-hour Broadway with uh, Nick Bockwinkel one time. Oh, wow. And so, I, I mean, yeah. yeah. So, But, yeah, Ricky Morton would have been just amazing, you know, babyface world champion during his time. Oh, yeah, because like, like you said, though, Shro, Ricky Morton could command the sympathy of the people like nobody else. I don't know if you guys mention the story about him and Dr. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you mention him with PSAs? yeah. Well, I don't know if I told you guys the story about him and Dr. Death, right? It was out in the Midwest, I think, uh, Louisiana somewhere. He had a singles match. And uh, Dr. Death was getting his heat on Ricky, right? And the crowd was just getting angrier and angrier, right? And uh, Dr. Death was telling Ricky to fire up, but Ricky wouldn't fire up. He just kept spelling. And he, he kept on Ricky and Ricky, and the, the, the crowd was getting, like, like toxic, like, nuclear heat going with Dr. Death, right? And uh, it got to the point where Dr. Death grabbed Ricky and said, Ricky, for the love of God, please come back before these people kill me. And finally, Ricky made his comeback, and they went crazy. That's that's how over Ricky yeah. was, man. Oh, my God. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Him and, him and Robert look at were the, rock stars. Just rock stars. Just rock stars. 
And then I think we got to give due credit for going with history. I think he was Richard Morton in his little heel run with uh, the York Foundation, yes. if my memory is correct. That's, that's right. Thomas Rich and, um, and um, Terrence Taylor. Terrence Taylor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Miss York. And Miss Woman. Woman. Mm-hmm. Mike uh, Rotundo uh, at one point. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next to the Varsity Club, that was like one of my favorite clicks back then was the York Foundation. <laughs> I don't blame you. Most definitely. Could you imagine? It's true. This probably, probably never happened, but I could be wrong. But imagine the rock and roll versus Von Eric's. Can you imagine all the female fans going crazy? Oh, my God. Oh. Jumping the barrier. They, they would all faint. <laughs> right? Back then. Oh Lord! Oh yeah, I mean you throw that, you throw those two teams in the mix along with the fabulous ones and the original Mid- and original Midnight Express. Yeah. Oh jeez, great times, great times. Hey, 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 we hey. forgot a hey, really, we forgot a <laughs> we forgot a really good big man. Uh, that should have been the heavyweight champion. That'd be Ken Patera. Oh God! Can you imagine if he kept himself straight? Kim Batera with an amazing champ. Yep. Okay. Him and Hogan, man, one on one back then. Oh, can you imagine? That would take us back to about eighty-one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. Actually, Patera's run against Backlund was seventy-nine. And he gave Backlund all he wanted. That's that's true. He sure did. Another guy that would have been a good world champion, and he would have kept a straight face, was uh, Toad Lecher. Yeah, we talked about him earlier. Okay. Yeah, we sure did. Yeah, Tully would have been a great champ. I think there's one guy we're, there's one guy we're overlooking. Okay. And you know he's responsible for Triple H and uh, AEW right now. If he wanted to, that's how good a shape he's in. Oh, absolutely, he would. (laughs) (laughs) Killer Kowalski is a name we can't miss either. Oh, Killer Kowalski, man! I love that dude. He was such a nice guy, man. (laughs) Such a such a nice guy. A lot of great piece of talent. Yes, he did. Hunter, Triple H, Perry Saturn, China. This goes on, man. Uh, Perry Saturn. I, yeah. You know, speaking of uh, Killer Kowalski, I really thought Damian Sandow had a chance when he had that cash in on John Cena. I was really rooting oh, for him. Yeah. I knew he wasn't going to win. I thought he could have won that title from Cena. God, I loved his run, man. He, he could have done so much more, Damian Sandow. I, and I think yeah, I don't, he's... Yeah, yeah. He's doing in, uh, he's doing uh, the the actual alliance, the uh, NWA, and also uh, Marquez's stuff too. But yeah, championship wrestling from Hollywood. He's he's actually a booker right mm-hmm. now. Okay. Good stuff, guys. What about uh, Arn Anderson? I know he was making right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Arn Anderson. And, and, and speaking mm-hmm. of, uh, maybe maybe our cryptic guy can help us out here. Uh, <laughs> this is Dr. John. Dr. John, welcome to the Rich Radio, brother. 
Tremendous. Yay. Tremendous. Good stuff. Yeah, Kabuki uh, would have been a great wolf camp. Another guy uh, that I just oh, thought of, oh. I got to go oh, here with, we go. is Mark is. Marrow. Marrow. Johnny B. Bass. No. No. God, no. No. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if you just, all right, here we go. You just opened up a whole can of worms with that, dude. Okay. Oh, here we go. Oh, his on. wife was more older than he was. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh, oh my. Oh, oh my God. God. No I mean, if you beat him in the center of the ring with a power bomb. If you could, if you're gonna give it, if you're gonna put him in the in the mix for a world title, you might as well put in Evan Courageous. Shannon no, Moore. I ain't putting no Evan Courageous. Uh, there we go. <laughs> you might as well. This is breaking down real quick. No, the Thunderfoots, the Ding Dongs. I mean, come that's on. That's stupid. I'm not gonna do that. That's stupid. Uh, listen, if you guys like mention Rock and Roll Buck Zoom Hop, I'm really hanging up. <laughs> oh God. Oh wow. Hell no. The Mighty Eagle. <laughs> how, come on. How, how about NWA legends? White Lightning. Mighty Eagle. You know, right? what about Rick McCoy? He had the ability. You know what? He had the ability to be. He really did. Given the opportunity. Yeah. I mean, he look, look at the upset win he had over uh, Road Warrior Hawk on TV that time. Remember that? That was huge. Tim Horner. Yes. Wow. Now, I, George, George I have to go back and say that, that might have been when I was young. But, you know, uh, I was, and this, this is kind of sad. Yeah, back in the there day. Was a, there was a local uh, independent wrestling that was coming on, and they were getting ready to have a tournament. And in the finals, it was <laughs> White Light and Tim Horner versus the late Bubba Rogers, Big Boss Man. And yeah. the next week they went to have it, they announced that Bubba had sadly passed away, and so they wasn't able to have it. Oh, that. sorry to hear that. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, but you know, you know, he would have been a good world champion too, Big Boss Man. Oh, Big Boss Man, yeah. I can see yeah. that. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Put him against what about, Hogan. Uh, what about Hakushi? Uh, Hakushi, oh gosh. I wish when that I wish they would have given that guy more of a chance, man. Hakushi was just an amazing wrestler. That match he had with Bret Hart on the Monday Night Raw. Remember that? How good that match was? Oh god. Yes. Love watching them. Amazing. I don't, I don't see how he's sure. going to live in there, so all those tattoos. No, those are painted well, on, Brian. Oh, yeah. they were yeah, painted they're, they're on? They're painted I didn't know. Yeah, well, I'm glad y'all said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, they're painted on, yeah. I was wax about on, to say. Brian. Wax on, wax off, Brian. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> amazing, Velvet. <laughs> yeah. Great, great wrestler, though. Akushi was awesome. Oh, Big Akushi, yeah. man. I did some shows with him, right? And I always would, like, each, each time he was on the show, I, was on, I would, like, make a point to watch his matches. And I, I just love watching that guy, too. It's amazing. It's amazing. I know who Brian's favorite wrestler is. 
Who is that? Iceman, King Carson. Hey, there's I, another guy. I used to like He was he, good. I'm psychic. That's another guy that could have been a good world champion. I mean, loads yeah, of charisma, yeah. man. Iceman. Yeah, he could have been. I agree with that. I just picked him good. <laughs> and you know, uh, another guy that could have been world champion. Gentleman Chris Adams. Chris Adams, yes. I agree with. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Chris Adams. Gentleman Chris Adams. Mm hmm. What about uh, NWA legs? Now, I'm not too sure on this, so that's why I'm asking this. What do y'all think about NWA legend Ranger Ross? You know, Ranger Ross, if if he was given an opportunity, uh, a decent build, I think he Uh, he would have a shot with the right person. You know what I mean? It all depends on the situation. Yeah. 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 I mean, you talk about, you want to talk about old, old school wrestlers that, you know, didn't get the shot because of politics or whatever. And there were just a number of, of African-American wrestlers from the 60s that could have held it. Bobo Brazil, Sweet Daddy Sticky. Bobo. Yeah. Ernie Ladd. Ernie Ladd should have been champion somewhere other than Mid-South. I really thought he was going to at one point in his career, you know what I mean, as as, as over as he was. Yep. Yep. I would agree. Believe it or not, I, yeah. I this is this is I really thought at one point when AWA in their last days, I really thought they were gonna give the uh the strap to Jake from Man Milliman. They gave the tag titles to him. Oh come on. Because <laughs> it was him Jake it, all they showed was, was him Jake. and uh, Lord uh uh the Beers. Yeah, Beers the and him were like the two of the main stars. <laughs> Bake oh, Milliman and Frankie DeFalco were the AWA tag champions at one time. <laughs> the Teen Challenge Series on AWA, man. Mm-hmm. Yep, Eric Bischoff was there, too. I think, another, I think another talent that was overlooked was Norvell Austin. Norvell Austin had charisma. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, he did. Him and... um. Coco, uh, Coco were, I think, PYTs. What a, what a great yep. team they were. Yeah. Another another guy that was overlooked was a legendary missing link. Oh, Dewey Robinson. Yeah. Dewey Robinson, yeah. Mm-hmm. He wasn't overlooked because when he was uh, when he was wrestling as a tag team, he was a tag team champion with Johnny Weaver on several occasions. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't yes. use. I wouldn't necessarily use the phrase overlooked. I, I just think that he just never had the opportunity to, to really go after the big one, if you know what I mean. Right. Yeah. But uh, I, 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 right. I, I, he would have been a great one, I think, if given the chance. You know, there was also, a story uh, about it. There was a story that used to get told around the locker rooms, and I had the pleasure of meeting this gentleman and hearing it from him firsthand. But King Kong Bundy. Told us the story that WrestleMania 2, that blue cage wasn't supposed to be the cage. They were supposed to use a chain link fence. And when he got there, he saw the blue cage, and the door was shorter. And he said to Heenan, and he said, I'm screwed. He said, I can't get through this door. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the wonder is, was it set up against Bundy? Was Could Bundy have, you know, Beaten Hogan and got through the door. 
through the door? Yeah, it's a good question. It's a good question. So, guys, uh, plug time. When you guys got the plug, throw it at us. Who wants to go first? Uh, well, uh, I'll go first really quickly. Uh, next Wednesday, WSA Lions return. Uh, next next Wednesday, January twenty. I mean, not January. Next Wednesday, February twenty seventh at four p.m. Eastern Standard Time, one p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'll be welcoming uh, as as seen on AEW Dark. Uh, professional wrestler Alex Chamberlain will be appearing on the WSC Lab. Oh, okay. Right on. Brian, let me know because he's actually a student of Gangrel's and I've actually met Alex Chamberlain uh, I think at uh, panels. So I'll be looking forward to that. Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, I I put the poster on uh, Instagram and I'll I'll share it on uh, Twitter too. Nice. All right, great start. Uh, um, who's next? Uh, New Japan is on the Roku channel. It's got a Wrestle Kingdom from this year. So I definitely recommend checking oh, that out. Um, also, awesome. one last pick, uh, Brian Tillman. I think he could have been a world champion before his uh, car accident. Brian Tillman, yes, absolutely. Him and Austin could have had even a longer program, I think. Totally. I'm surprised they do that, honestly, with the history those two have. They um they had that infamous uh, gun uh, home invasion segment. I think those two could have tore it up. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I remember on the uh, interview when I was interviewing Brian Pillman Jr. <laughs> some back that gun segment, and he said, he said, you know, he said, me and my sister, we were in the house, and he said we were just kids. He said we had no idea. He said all of a sudden, this guy comes through and has a gun and pointed at my dad. And we start running, and my mom tells him get out of the way, and then you know we were crying and everything. Then finally. After it was over, you know, our mom explained to us that it was uh, just a act and stuff. And he said, we were too young to understand it. Though. He said, it scared us to death. Any more plugs, guys? Who's <laughs> next? <laughs> yes. Go ahead. I'll go. Uh, Pro Wrestling Interviews. Uh, this Sunday is at a new time. It's 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, this week we're going to be discussing, it's going to be open forum. What do the fans want from pro wrestling interviews? Who do they want to hear from? What do they want us, who do they want us to interview or try to get? What do they want us to talk about? So it's open forum this weekend, pro wrestling interviews, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you. Awesome. I want Chad Douglas amazing, Velvet. Bye. Somebody else got a plug. There you have it, folks. There you have it, folks. Yeah, hey. Yeah. All right, who's next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Dr. John. Just wanted to say hello. Um, hello. Uh, uh, am, uh, hey, am, am I on here? Okay. Hey. 
just just wanted to say that as a guy that works 14 to 15 hours a day, um, sorry sometimes when I doze off on uh, on the show. I think it would be appropriate not to. Uh, I think it would be appropriate to just mute me rather than embarrass me. So that's all I've got to say. Have a good have a good time. Wow. If we can, if we can make fun of President Biden for falling asleep, Doctor John's fair game. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 any any uh any more plugs, guys? Yeah, I want to give a shout out to the greatest heel of all time. My wife Amy just turned heel again, took the filter off her mouth after seven years. If you can believe oh, that. So look out, right, world, and remember, you asked for it. <laughs> congratulations. That's that's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Queen of the run-ins. Any more plugs? Anyone? Sure. I'll, I'll go. Um, a special shout-out and thanks to my family and friends, uh, especially my wife, Sarah, and thank you to my special family and friends here on the show and not that stupid uh, PayPal reference that people like to try to screw other people out of because of the services that they give to certain companies. So, hoorah. <laughs> All right. Damn, boy. That's the real family and respect there and loyalty. That's awesome. You you guys still make the show each and every week, man. It it wouldn't be great without you guys. And I'm so grateful to be here with you all. You either. Thank thank you. Thank you so much, man. It's always awesome. What about Mr. Hollywood? He had blood. He had blood. Yeah, he says, I love you, I gotta go. It's my bastard's bedtime. But he loves you. (laughs) He wanted to give you his love, yeah. But um, there you go. Here at Mr. Hollywood, you were Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say another another shout out to one of our other fans who was on our show at one time or another uh, to Mr. Malcolm Wildman. A special hello and warm regards, Mr. To Malcolm. You, yes. Mr. Malcolm, we love Wait you. Wait a minute, you. I know him. I know him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, well, Granny Hope. I had lunch with him this too, week, even so. though you never turned heel. We still love you anyway. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I had lunch with him this weekend. I mean, over the couple of days ago. <laughs> well, what did he say? Did he say anything about show? He say anything about you? No, he didn't ask about you at all. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say anything about me. I said the show. Oh wow. Oh man. No. Well, welcome um, back. You guys, calm uh, down and chill. It's been great as always. Uh, if you want to listen to the archives of tonight's uh, podcast, go to WW Retro on FusionNation.com. Look for today's date. And it's always a pleasure having you guys on. Uh, be good to yourselves and each other. Have a great rest of the week and weekend, and we'll see you guys next Thursday. And uh, I think we'll just leave leave out with the sounds of Harlem Heat, man. You you guys you guys are awesome. Lo- love y'all. Love you too. Love you too. Love you too. Love you too.